interesting and really unsus unexpected twist in the Wonder Wonder Woman story. Uh, I didn't find the Wonder Woman movies like particularly woke or um, man bashy. Uh, the first one, anyway. The second one led to some interesting ethical questions of um, <laughs> uh, somebody in a different body doing something. They but like in general, I thought the first Wonder Woman was very good. Uh, I believe it made a ton of money. I think it made at close or over a billion dollars at the box office. Then came Wonder Woman. 1984 using a dried up uh old you know 90s or 80s aesthetic that the world had already grown sick of from shows like um shows like uh uh stranger things and everything else and just a, a overall a much worse movie a movie that in fact lost a hundred million dollars at the box office but it drove 4.5 million HBO Max subscriptions. So I'm not sure you could necessarily call Wonder Woman 1984 a, a complete bust. It obviously didn't do good at the theater, but it was also released at a time in which theaters weren't really thriving yet. Um, and, you know, nearly 5 million people paying 10 bucks a month, that kind of matters. You know what I mean? Although HBO Max seems to be getting worse and worse as they keep removing. They just removed Westworld, I think, too, um, which is, I mean, I had a couple seasons I hadn't watched. But anyway, AT&T had struggled to gain subscribers for HBO Max to offset the investment they had put in. It doesn't help that the ongoing lockdowns have brought film releases to a halt. This is back from January last year. AT&T decided to do something rather drastic without telling anyone, which was announcing that Warner Brothers would release its entire 2021 film stall on HBO Max concurrently with the release in theaters. To put it mildly, this decision was not positively received by all parties, especially tenant director Christopher Nolan, apparently the squads, uh, James Gunn. In an attempt to put out all the fires on all the bridges, Warner Brothers began only after the announcement to pay actors and directors and, act, uh, directors and actors based on this new release strategy. After the release of Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max, the strategy didn't have any tremendous gain for AT&T or Warner Brothers. Doesn't bode well for the future of the streaming service. And if you look at this, you know, even at Rotten Tomatoes, this movie did not review well in the first place. 58%. Critics didn't like it. Audiences thought it was okay. 73 is like, okay. It's not awesome, uh, you know, but it's like, yeah, it's probably fine. You know, a lot of people watch it at home. They didn't watch it in the theater. Having these many people, you know, Hollywood reporting that the Wonder Woman 1984, which earned $40 million domestically, $110 million overseas for a total of $148 million, will lose Warner Brothers more than $100 million at the box office, according to their sources. The outlet could not determine if this loss would be mitigated by the new subscribers on HBO Max. I would suspect that it would at least be somewhat mitigated by that. But... Then Wonder Woman 3 got canceled. Like, nobody expected it to get canceled. I mean, I thought Wonder Woman 1984 was certainly far inferior to the, you know, the original Wonder Woman. But I still think Gal Gadot is an excellent Wonder Woman. I think that, you know, it's a movie that, you know, I would probably be interested in seeing 1984 for me, the aesthetic was just, I didn't like it at all. 
I was over that, but I'm sure not everyone was. But now, so Wonder Woman 3 gets canceled, and the narrative is that Patty Jenkins breaks silence, or Patty Jenkins walked off, right? Um, but now she's putting out a long statement that says, there was nothing I could do to move anything forward. This is being interpreted and read by Critical Drinker to say, TLDR, Wonder Woman 2 sucked, and nobody at the studio wanted me to do a third one. I mean, you look at it, sigh. I'm not one to talk about private career matters, but I will not allow inaccuracies to continue. So here are the facts. I originally left Rogue Squadron after the long and productive development process when it became clear that it couldn't happen soon enough, and I didn't want to delay Wonder Woman 3 any further. When I did, Lucasfilm asked me to consider coming back to Rogue Squadron after Wonder Woman 3, which I was honored to do, so I agreed. They made a new deal for me. In fact, I'm still on that project and have been in active development ever since. I don't know if it'll happen or not. We never do until the development process is complete, but I look forward to its potential ahead. When there started being backlash about Wonder Woman 3 not happening, the attractive clickbait false story was that uh, it was me that ended it or walked it away, uh, started to spread. This is simply not true. I never walked away. I was open to considering anything asked of me. It was my understanding that there was nothing I could do to move it forward at this time. DC is obviously buried in changes they are uh, having to make, so I understand these decisions are difficult right now. I, don't, I do not want to be what has been a beautiful journey with Wonder Woman to land on a negative note. I have loved and have been honored to see the person make these last two Wonder Woman films. She's an incredible character. Living in and around her values makes one... A better person every day. I wish her legacy, blah, 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 blah. Walking side by side with Linda Carter, an absolute legend and beacon of goodness and light has always been a thrill. I have learned so much, cherish, blah, 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 blah. My crew has been like family. We fought every day to give the world the best films we could. And Gal, Gal Gadot, where do I even begin? Gal is the greatest gift I have ever received in the whole journey. I don't know. Have you seen her Imagine video? A cherished friend, inspiration, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Lastly, but most importantly, thank you to the incredible Wonder Woman fans. And for all your love and support, Wonder Woman fans are not often visible in the media and online. Well, that seems odd. Here's James actually saying right here, I can attest that all of Peter and my interactions with you were only pleasant and professional. That seems odd. This seems odd. I mean, you know, like... Yeah, though, No Man's Land scene in, in Wonder Woman was one of the greatest superhero sequences in movie history. That was a good sequence. I thought the first Wonder Woman was pretty good. Uh, I think, you know, interestingly, this has basically shows that she left Rogue Squadron because of development limbo and worried that she could affect production of uh, Wonder Woman 3. She tried to address the rumor of her rejected World War, uh, Wonder Woman 3 why you saying World War, um, by saying that DC is experiencing changes in higher up, so no decision could be made. So maybe her script really was, you know, hashtag women can't write. I, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like Gal Gadot. I like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Uh, I think Wonder Woman 1984 was definitely far inferior to the first. But I think that Gal Gadot is still um, puts butts in. She still puts butts in seats. So I don't know who to believe. 
You know, it'd be interesting to see. You see a lot of these articles. Deadline, Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman 3 treatment, a no-go under new Peter Safran, James Gunn, DC administration. Axing comes a day after Gal Gadot's hopeful tweet for a sequel. I mean, she had just tweeted a few years ago. It was announced that I was going to play Wonder Woman. I've been grateful for the opportunity to play such an incredible, iconic character. And more than anything, I'm grateful for you, the fans. Can't wait to share her next chapter with you. It's not even hopeful. It seems to be like implying that there is some, you know, spicy stuff. You know, she's like implying that the film's on on track. I can't believe this. Like, wonder, I mean, name a bigger franchise for DC lately. I mean, there's Aquaman, which, you know, remains to be seen how the sequel's going to do. Wonder Woman, I think, is you know had way more staying power than Aquaman. Um, you know, she's a good character. Uh, I think Gal does really good as as the actress. Patty Jenkins, apparently, you know, it says you know Wonder Woman three was promptly announced in the wake of theatrical day and date tanking of Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. So this was a product that was slated to be completed and released. Warner's held the movie through the lockdown, but decided to go to theatrical and HBO Max at Christmas as the first title in the you know Warner, Mud, Warner Media HBO Max dynamic window. While the first Wonder Woman in 2017 was a box office revolution for a movie directed by a female, wow, who cares that it was directed by a female, earning $822 million, the sequel, the sequel was greatly panned, 58% Rotten Tomato scores and a B-plus cinema score, to the first chapter's A. This, despite the fact that it was shackled at the box office by major markets, LA and New York City cinemas being closed, Wonder Woman 1984 made under 170 million when the first one made 900 million. I think that what's more than likely here is that the second film wasn't good. And perhaps Patty Jenkins wanted more like feminist girl power stuff. And DC said, no, we can't. Like, we literally can't. We have to just stick to, to being honest with the fans and pushing the fans. I don't know. I obviously don't think that... I don't think that DC knows what the heck they're doing with their superhero films. It's like, there's that meme online, like, DC f- comic fans, and it's like a sea of people. And it's like DC comic fans in the theater, and there's like three people because they don't show up. On, I think it's online versus the theater. And I gotta admit, that's kind of true. Like... Black Adam lost a bunch of money too, didn't it? I mean, I don't really care about The Rock. I'm not a The Rock guy. He plays The Rock in every movie he's in. That's all I ever see is The Rock. So him playing Black Adam didn't do it for me. But I know a lot of people like Black Adam. And, you know, I can't point to anything in the film that was, like, inherently terrible. just wasn't very good. And people didn't show up to see it. So Wonder Woman, I assume we're going to see some major changes at DC. You know, hopefully some of those changes involve... Um, bringing back Superman and bringing back um, some of the franchises that many of us wonder why we're not getting more films and also maybe stop hiring crazy people. It's been an interesting morning. It's been a seismic shift in the uh, conservative content sphere. I don't really consider myself in the, it's like you have like the lefties, then you have like Tim and myself. Then you have like Crowder and Daily Wire, you know, or maybe like even you say the Daily Wire and the Blaze. Over the years, 
I've found myself relating more to content found on The Blaze than on Daily Wire. I respect what both have done over the years, but uh, the veil has been lifted uh, recently because I became friends with a lot of people that worked at The Blaze and what it was like to actually work there. There was a time where I was literally trying to negotiate with The Blaze to see if they would like buy out my channel and bring me on to add some uh, consistency to or some reliability, health insurance, things like that. Um, you know, cost me two grand a month to insure my family every single month. You know, it comes out right of my pocket, you know, things like that. 401k matches, things, you know, niceties. Of course, there are a lot of things about being on your own. But this morning, I want to go to a kind of a bombshell clip and then share with you, you know, what I know and um, what I can also, I mean, I feel like I can speculate on a lot of things because I know a lot of people that have worked at the place, you know. Uh, so you know, this morning, oh my God, this Trump NFT, <laughs> what was he thinking? He's got to get better people around him. If, if, uh, if I sound cashed, uh, it's because I was up all night long fixing Steven Crowder's website, uh, along with uh, a very, 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 very good friend of mine. You may know the name MetaPCs, but Zach from MetaPCs, sick, up all night with me. Uh, getting it handled for him, get it over to a proper server. And so while Steven gave me a ton of shine in his video, uh, I couldn't have done it without without Zach um, and MetaPCs. So, you know, promo code the quartering, uh, check out MetaPCs. If you want to, if you want to thank anybody for helping Crowder out, you know, Zach is just as, just as much to be thanked as I am. So he, he put out this video uh, last night. Man, am I tired. I have a live stream today too. Okay, gonna have to have some coffee, brand coffee. Clubforever.com, enter in your email. You can bring that up on full screen, Toolman. Uh, just so you, nope, just so you know, this is a horrible start. Uh, Mugclubforever.com, look, yesterday and the day before when we put this up, the servers crashed, we had DDoS attacks. I wanna make sure that you know it now 100% works. If you signed up before you're hearing this right now, I ask that you sign up again. The email list may not actually work because of what happened with the servers. So some announcements that we have to make. I, Mug Club, am leaving the blaze. That's kind of a big deal because Steven Crowder is the blaze. Maybe some of my older viewers, they still tune into Glenn Beck maybe, but there are very, very few draws at the blaze left. I have friends that work there, and I don't mean to disparage them, but they, I mean, they're not Steven Crowder. They're not, you know, six million subscriber channel with like seismic shifts, you know, content creation, um, production values, it just doesn't exist. Um, and, you know, by the way, I want to help him out too. The, obviously the website is ugly. Don't yell at me. I think I, I got called at about 10.30 at night last night, and it was a, the hugest cluster I've ever seen in my life, ever. So I, you know, I said, well, I can get your site up and I can make sure it's on a dedicated server uh, so that you can handle the traffic. I didn't even have any time to do like a thank you page or anything like that, but uh, it should be working now, mugclubforever.com. Uh, if you haven't yet, open a new tab, please, and um, sign up for it. He's not going to spam or sell the list. Uh, I talked to him about that, but it's going to be important to him because it sounds like he's going out on his own. And um, that's why it's important to me. I've always been indie. Um, you know, I've never been, you know, been affiliated with anybody. And uh, I'm sure it's exceedingly scary for him. You know, I don't know if he doesn't have access. I would assume the fact that he needs to build this list means he must not have access to his own customers. I don't know that. But 
I assume, so if you're a fan of Crowder or if you're a fan of me, open a new tab, don't leave this video, or go after this video to mugclubforever.com and, and join his list. So then at least you can get notified, I think in March or something like that, when he makes his big announcement. It would mean a lot to me if you uh, went and joined his list too, because I'm sure he's freaking out. And I'm, I, I've, you know, as that list grows, I think he'll feel like his people are gonna go with him. That's how, you know, like I, 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 I relate to Crowder because we're similar in a lot of ways. You know, I'm probably a little less edgy, but I know we share a lot of fans, and I know my viewers go hard for me, and I, and, and therefore I can be 100% sure his fans go hard for him. So open a new tab, even while I'm talking here, or if you're driving or listening on your friend, make sure you do it later and you join his list. You just put your email address in, hit the button, you're done. This is a long time coming, um, obviously, and I had been hoping that uh, this would be, of course, a joint statement. Um, I've lost sleep over this for months because I knew that I wouldn't be renewing, and of course the Blaze knew that uh, I wouldn't be renewing, but I have no way of reaching you. Uh, I'm precluded from being able to reach you. Okay, so I think what he means here, this is why I saw some people in the, in the Twitter threads and stuff saying like, why does he need my email? Blah, 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 blah. This is why. Because it's like his only way to reach you. I mean, he's got his Twitter account and stuff. Who knows how, Who knows if he even controls that? I don't know. That's the thing. I know he controls this list because I set it up. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe this means he doesn't have. A, he's not going to have access to his own website, louderwithcrowder.com anymore because this is a different domain name. I don't know how bad he might be getting screwed in this. So, you know, I don't think he hard sold it as hard as he, he should. So I'll do it. Mug Club, for, open a new tab, mugclubforever.com, join his list. I know for a fact he's not going to spam you. He's not, he just wants to be able to know that he can, when he relaunches his Mug Club, he wants to tell people it's open. This is what I'm assuming, you know? I assume it also gives him, you know, and his family and his many full-time employees a little bit of, you know, relief to see if that list gets really huge. And that's why if you go in and enter your email so we don't lose touch with you at mugclubforever.com, uh, we can enter that in there. And every time I mention it to him, I just bring it up every time you got good. Uh, that's why I'll uh, be mentioning it uh, ad nauseum here because it's the only way that I can get in touch with you. I don't know how many of you there. I only know that there are well over 300,000 of you who have paid to sign up and watch. That's massive. It makes me want to start a mug club. It makes me want to start some exclusive content. 300,000 people have joined mug club. Let me do the math, right? Now, here's the thing. I'm sure that Crowder didn't, doesn't get, you know, doesn't get that money. Goes to the Blaze. Um, I'm sure he gets a chunk of it. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't get the, all the money for his ad reads. You know, just because I know other people that work at the Blaze and that's how it worked. You know, I, I think that's ultimately, you know, it's an extremely dicey situation. And, you know, I'm pulling for him. You know, there's this, and I don't know if people will cover it. That's why we have to cover it. You know, if you're a fan of independent creators going out on their own, you're a fan of Steven Crowder, share this video. You know, seven hours ago, this is the only article I saw from The Focus. No disrespect, but I don't know what The Focus is. Mug Club Forever goes down as Steven Crowder fans fear split with Blaze. Crowder has fronted his own show since 2017. After parting ways with Fox News, Louder with Crowder started out his YouTube show before moving to conservative reviews, streaming services, CRTV. When CRTV merged with The Blaze, aka Blaze TV, Louder with Crowder moved networks to become The Blaze's central conservative daily show. It's still available to stream through Crowder's YouTube channel. Some of Crowder's followers left concerned after the website Mug Club Forever went down this month. Now they need to make it look good. I got it up and running. On December 13th, Crowder hinted that change was on the way. I have massive news dropping Thursday, Crowder said following. Uh, Crowder then encouraged fans to go sign up for Mug Club via the site. Crowder followed with another tweet. Tomorrow's the big day. I have a major announcement for my Mug Club subscribers. 
as well as those who are interested in signing up. I promise you, you won't want to miss this. This inevitably pushed followers towards the Mug Club Forever website, which became swamped with signups. Uh, he lost all those. So if you sign up in that original push, you need to resign up. Whoever set it up, I was using like a gravity form. What were they thinking? Anyway, okay. After being directed towards Mug Club Forever, it wasn't long until Stephen Carter fans reported they were having trouble accessing the site. Um, yeah, the site went down and I fixed it. I mean, it just wasn't on a beefy enough server. We needed to get an enterprise solution in place. And, um, you know, when you spin up an enterprise solution, it usually takes a couple days. You know, this isn't like a VPS where they can just partition stuff off. Um, and so I called in a massive failure, a failure, Jeez. a massive favor of a friend who already had an enterprise site at, I think I called him at like midnight <laughs> to get the site hosted there. Um, and then I told him, Hey, here's how you, here's, you got to sign up for your own, you know, you got to, here's what you got to do and I'll help him move it over when he's ready. But, uh, I'm really proud of him going out on his own. I'm sure he's really, really worried and nervous. Um, but I think he's going to do great. And I think if a bunch of people go sign up on his list, he'll be able to sleep tonight, uh, knowing that he can get a hold of his fans and viewers when he needs to. Best of luck, Steven. I'm here to help after a long nap. Henry Cavill fired? Big out died wait wait that's a different video uh <clears throat> henry cavill fired from the role of superman just weeks after leaving under some curious reasons from the witcher by the way oh your your old boy has achieved a few industry insiders around that and i will share what i can perhaps about uh his leaving it's I'll put it this way. His leaving The Witcher was a little more complicated than just not liking the script. Okay, uh, that's what I'll say. Um, but Henry Cavill is right up there with, uh, like, I don't know, maybe Johnny Depp, uh, Keanu, maybe Scarlett Johansson. There, there's like a handful of actors and actresses that are basically universally loved. They might not like, the movies that they're in, they, you know, they may not like a movie or a show or something like that. Even, you know, I was pretty critical of The Witcher early on, for example. But I really loved Henry Cavill uh, as an actor and as Geralt. And, um, you know, so it was like, I'm watching it because Henry Cavill's in it, you know. Um, same with Superman. Obviously, you know, most people, most men and women of, I don't know, if you're probably over 20, you grew up with Superman, it probably wasn't a much of a part of maybe Gen Z's kids, I, I can't really say for sure. But, you know, if you're Gen X or you're, even you're a boomer or you're a millennial, I mean, Superman was kind of a big deal. Um, and the fact that after being told, hey, we're bringing you back, you should announce it. Now them changing it is awfully suspicious, right? Leaving The Witcher, then be, is it, it's like he's being canceled quietly, isn't it? Now, Henry Cavill did have this kind of mini Me Too back in the day where he made some offhanded remarks about, you know, you can't chase women anymore. Um, you know, I thought they were extremely benign, inoffensive. Hollywood tried to cancel him for that. Uh, but this feels weird. It's like, 
who on earth doesn't want Henry Cavill as Superman? Like, literally. I, like, I'll give you, like, a couple of minutes to think, like, is there a better actor right now for Superman? I can't think of it. And, you know, they're going back to James, you know, now the head of DCEU, says they want to go back to yet another young Superman. Why? Do you know what I would give to watch like six straight Superman movies of him just like fighting some of the most famous enemies in Superman's history? Like, like a full, you know, like a full grown man, you know, like just kick and rear. I don't want another origin story. I don't want, I don't want another dorky Clark. I want Superman kicking butt for like a trilogy with Henry Cavill playing him. But no, we don't get that because James Gunn thinks he knows better, apparently. I don't know what else. Is, why is he being canceled? You know, like who on earth outside of, you know, James Gunn didn't want Henry Cavill back for this role. It's, it's actually mind-blowing. The 39-year-old actor penned a letter to fans and posted to Instagram. So this guy, so Henry Cavill went from playing Geralt of Rivia and Superman to neither. Something, something doesn't add up, does it? It just, it's just, I think there's more than meets the eye here. I know how many of you are thinking about Transformers right now. In, in the letter he penned, I mean, he said, I just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran, and it's sad news. Everyone, I will, after all, not, oh, it's sad news, everyone. I will, after all, not be returning as Superman after being told by the studio to announce my return back in October. So that tells me something changed. Obviously, you know, DC is in shambles right now. You know, this could be a part of the restructure. You know, maybe it's just a money thing. And they're like, well, we want to do Superman, but we don't want an established Superman. We don't want to pay $15 million or whatever an established male actor makes now for, for a headline role. But this is the same company that has kept the absolute menace who plays the Flash, Ezra Miller. They're absolutely fine with Ezra Miller, who, who's out there doing God knows what, stealing from people, raising his hands at people. He's fine. I don't understand. But that's life. The changing of the guard is that something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them all the luck with new universe, the universe and the best of luck and the happiest of fortunes. For those who have been by my side throughout the years, through the years, we can mourn for a bit, but we must remember Superman is still around. Everything he stands for still exists. And the examples he set for us is still there. My turn to wear the cape has passed, but what Superman stands for never will. It's been a fun ride with all of you onwards and upwards. Look, Henry Cavill is a master at understanding the fans, the fandom. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but there was this one like gotcha journalist that at one time was like calling the fandom toxic. And he was just like, no player. Uh, they just love the lore. I think it was about the Witcher. They like tried to bait him into calling fans toxic and he just wasn't having it. Um, and like, I like Henry Cavill as an actor. Obviously, I don't know him as a man. But he doesn't really appear to be on Twitter telling people, you know, who to vote for or, um, you know, vote for this policy or that or 
you know, putting, you know, a blockbuster flag in his bio or any of this kind of stuff. I, I don't even know if he's on social media. I assume he is because that's an Instagram post, but you get what I mean. I don't think he's active. So he's gone from he's gone from the, the playing Geralt of Rivia and Superman to n essentially nothing. Could he be the next James Bond? I don't know. He doesn't look Bondy enough to me. I think he could pull it off, though. You know, it, I don't know if it's that, you know, even just a few weeks ago, Dwayne Johnson admitted that he fought for years with studio executives to bring Cavill back as Superman, but for now he's hanging up his cape. I, you know, I don't even understand. You see a lot of the comments, this makes no sense. The one thing fans do want is Henry Cavill back as Superman. So, of course, they refuse to do it. Do they even want to make money? They say if they take Superman in the direction of Wonder Woman 1984, the entire franchise needs to be shut down. Well, we just saw the other day that Patty Jenkins released a statement about uh, Wonder Woman 3, and it's just basically shelved at this point. What I'm thinking is probably happening is that James wants to build everything from the ground up. But the crazy thing is you're clearly throwing out the baby with the bathwater here. I mean, dude, if Henry, if you sign up Henry Cavill for a trilogy of Superman movies that will release in 2024, 2026, and 2028, people would be jacked. People would love to see that. <clears throat> you know, like, and they just, I don't know, what, what is the deal? They, what, they want to make it like Riverdale? They want to have more of these stupid, like, teeny bopper versions of Superman? I'm assuming that's actually what it is. Like, I started watching Wednesday last night. It's weird, like, when you get a little bit older, I love the Adams Family. Um, you know, Luis Guzman, he, he doesn't look like the Adam. you know, he doesn't look the part, but he does look the part in the comic. So I'm just kind of, you know, the old drawings of, of Gomez Adams. He's fine. I, I just, like, man, the, the, the actors that play them in the movies are just so much better. Like, um, the mom, she's just boring. Luis Guzman... You know, I don't know. He's got so much life in the movies, and he's boring. Um, Wednesday's fine, but she's a Mary Sue. Um, you know, she's got superpowers, and then she's at, like, some Harry Potter university with... I, I'm, I watched, like, a, a one and a half episodes, and I was like, I'm out. This show is just clearly not for me. And that's fine. Obviously, there are a lot of shows that aren't for me. Uh, but I had high hopes that it would be interesting because I love the Addams Family. Um, all it made me want to do is watch you know, the Adams family again, which for some reason I always want to watch around Christmas. Is that a thing for you too? Even Adams family values. I know people are like, man, I still like it. I still, I mean, I like, I mean, the actor that plays Lurch on Wednesday kind of plays the part. I think that they did a good job with, um, thing too. Um, but it's just like cheesy high school Riverdale CW stuff, um, with a mixture of men, bad kind of thing. The actress that plays Wednesday does a pretty good job, I'll say. Um, but yeah, it's clearly not for me. Anyway, if they make a Superman like that, also clearly not for me. Like, here's Tessa, the best thing they've got going, and they fire him. Henry is who the fans love and want. I mean, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch this freak woke, woke company lose millions. I mean, I don't, I'm just baffled by this. Gal Gadot, you couldn't find a way to have Gal Gadot play Wonder Woman again? I thought she was great as Wonder Woman. 
Wonder Woman 1984 was not a good movie in, in comparison to the first. But like, that doesn't mean you can't write the ship in the third one. There are many films and trilogies that, you know, you know, slack a little bit here and there. But it, it seems like it, maybe it's a cost-cutting thing. You know, you got to pay Gal. You got to pay Henry. I don't know where Henry's at in terms of high-tier actors. He's probably, like, not the upper, upper echelon, but he's, I'm sure the dude gets paid. Um, but, I, you know, I don't understand this. For DC, which has been floundering for years, the worst thing, that, by the way, the worst thing that ever happened to DC was, like, Aquaman making a billion dollars. Because then they're just like, oh, this is great. This is, we'll just keep doing this recipe. We'll just copy Marvel. That's not what people want. That's not what people want from DC. You know, like, there's a reason the Dark Knight tril trilogy did awesome. There's a reason Joker did awesome. Because DC fans are different. They don't want, like, little cheese ball making jokes every 10 seconds. Oh, the entire world's about to, you know, end, but ha ha ha. Uh, am I right, guys? Am I right? <laughs> Remember, I'm Fat Thor now. Ha 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 ha. Like, I don't like that. I mean, I, there was a time in my life where I did, but I, I like this more serious stuff. I mean, Morbius is getting a sequel. What, what is happening? It's very disappointing because, you know, I know fans of Superman have been getting hosed for years. Now, I don't know if there's something more behind the scenes going on with Henry. It, it seems like there is. It seems like there's something going on. Is he difficult to work with? I don't know. Nobody says anything bad about him. But how do you just walk away from The Witcher and then get fired from Superman like two weeks later? None of it makes any sense to me. I'll be interested in reading your comments in the comment section down below. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Many of you requested I cover the... The Trump trading cards story. And I, I, I kind of felt like uh, Timmy's already covered it, you know. Uh, but I think that there's a different angle here. There's something else. There's more uh, going on here. You know, everyone's talking about his NFT announcement. And he's getting rightful criticism for it. But some people suggest that the NFT announcement was fifth dimensional chess to get him trending only to have him then drop his kind of internet bill of rights, which is actually pretty good. I can't say for sure if this was just bad advice, but it is entertaining. Uh, there's absolutely no, de no denying that. It's one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen. I laughed out loud. Look, I don't like NFTs. Uh, I think that that space is um, like full of snakes. Um, you know, it's, it's insane, uh, but it's happening. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying Trump NFTs. Although, I mean, I'm not even ashamed to admit this. Some of the prizes, like would I pay for, would I pay $100 for a reasonable chance to have dinner with Donald Trump? Yes. I would, I'd like, I would pay. I mean, if I, it's, it's, I mean, but I'm not buying NFTs. This video is just hilarious. Laser eyes. Hello everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln. 
better than Washington. I think he's joking. He's gotta be joking about that, right? He has to be. With an important announcement to make, I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. Mm. These cards feature some of the really incredible <laughs> artwork just... pertaining to my life and my career. I mean, he's just monetizing the memes, you know? Cards, just like a baseball card or other collectibles. Here's one of the best parts. Each oh, okay. card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize. <laughs> he's just ad-libbing. He's just ad-libbing. <laughs> he's... He's just like, he doesn't care at all about this. I think people are taking it too seriously. I think he's got some bad advisors. I think that people around him said this would be a good way to raise money. I don't think Trump knows anything about NFTs or cryptocurrency. Um, and someone said this would be a great way to raise funds. That's what I think. I, he can't be taking this seriously. But it's what we have or golf with you and a group of your friends at one of my beautiful golf courses, and they are beautiful. I'm also doing Zoom calls, a one-on-one -on -one meeting, autographing memorabilia, and- He's doing a digital signature on an iPad? What? I, I'm telling you, I, I think that Trump, like, I think that people that memed on this- Now look, I have been clear in the past that I think Trump gets way too many. This was fifth or 20th dimensional chess excuses. I think that these two things exist independently of each other. NFTs, bad idea. But like the whole thing is hilarious to me. Crypto, all you need is an email address. Go to collecttrumpcards.com. I mean, I just, I don't think like... <laughs> Should I buy some? I don't know how to do NFTs. What would I even do with it? Can I just take a screenshot? Like, I think someone just told him that, you know, he was going to be able to raise some money doing this. I don't think that he's going to raise a ton of it, but it's just a fundraiser. Now, here, here's what I thought was like actually interesting. What was actually interesting of Trump's, he had this a seven minute campaign thing, a uh, video that came out and it's break, breaking, Trump announces free speech policy plan for 2024. Now I wish he had done something about this in 2020, but, or, you know, 2016 is, you know, but whatever. Ban federal agencies from colluding to censor American citizens. Well, that feels pretty good. Ban taxpayer dollars from being used to label speech as misinformation or disinformation. I don't really know how that works. Fire every federal bureaucrat who is engaged in domestic censorship. Immediately send preservation letters to Biden administration and big tech giants. Order the DOJ to investigate all parties involved in online censorship regime and prosecute any and all crimes identified. Revise Section 230 to drastically curtail big platforms' power to restrict lawful speech. He's like, this is a pretty good... He's playing off the Twitter files here. And not, while like none of this is very specific, I think it speaks to the layperson who isn't following the Twitter files. 
you know, who who's just kind of heard, oh man, Twitter was really censoring people. That's wild, you know? This is what this speaks to. I mean, I think doing NFTs was a gaffe, um, but Trump is full of those. Like, he's got some people around him that aren't the greatest, I think. But I also think, like, Trump doesn't care about NFTs. Someone just told him this is going to be a fundraiser thing we're going to do. And, and I guarantee you people bought him. I guarantee it. Now, it's a little tone deaf. I don't like the idea. But to me, I think people are missing that. He is talking about interesting things here in the very same day. Stop federal funding for all nonprofits and academic programs engaging in censorship. Suspend federal dollars to any university that is engaged in censorship. Enact criminal penalties for federal bureaucrats who can partner with private entities to violate your constitutional rights. He says, this is exactly what he's responding to the Twitter files. Impose a seven-year cool-off period before former intel and national securities can work for big tech. Also practical, smart, right? And pass a digital bill of rights. I think these are all great things. Now, a lot of people are saying this came out two hours after his major announcement in which he teased yesterday with a superhero and it bombed. And people are laughing. He's trying to save face now. I don't know. Maybe. But, you know, let me at least say this. Um, Take the NFTs out of it. Let's say Trump had just released this today. Right? Take the NFTs out completely. I'm just trying to look at it different. I think a lot of people are memeing on the NFTs and like, Lord knows, (laughs) I didn't even need an intro for this video because it was like the memes speak for themselves. But if you take the NFTs out of it, it's, it's, you know, he's right. Fundamental right is allowed to perish then the rest of our rights and liberties will topple just like dominoes one by one. They'll go down. That's why today I'm announcing my plan to shatter the left-wing censorship regime. This is good, though. I hate that he, he announced the stupid NFTs today because this is good stuff. Like, and people won't see this because they're too busy laughing at the NFTs. And to reclaim the right to free speech for all Americans. And reclaim is a very important word in this case because they've taken it away. In recent weeks, bombshell reports have confirmed that a sinister group of deep state bureaucrats, Silicon Valley tyrants, left-wing activists, and depraved corporate news media have been conspiring to manipulate and silence the American people. Looks pretty good, doesn't he? They have collaborated to suppress vital information on everything from elections to public health. The censorship cartel must be dismantled and destroyed, and it must happen immediately. That's and not here's a good my plan. plan. First, within hours of my inauguration, <laughs> I will sign an executive order banning any federal department or agency. I mean, and then he, I already broke down everything he says, like, that is good. If he had just released that today, people would be going bananas. So my hope is that, you know, whether or not you're going to vote for Trump, and I've said this before, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's a long, you know, two years still. 
uh, of suffering under Biden for a lot of us. But like, I mean, this is good. If Ron DeSantis had come out with this, right? By the way, he's not running, okay? He hasn't announced that he's running. But if Ron DeSantis had announced running and then he had rolled this out, people would be being like, yeah. So Trump totally blew it with the NFT thing. He's got to double down on this tomorrow because this is good. This is this speaks to his base. This speaks to even people like me who voted for him but aren't like a, a you know, a Trump trainer. Uh, so, I, I, you know, this is good. Be interested to see what your comments are in the comment section down below. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Well, this is probably a really uh, scary moment for Elon Musk and uh, probably the driving factor behind why he's become so protective of his geolocation tracking. Um, you may have saw yesterday that he banned a popular Twitter account that tracked his private jet um, in real time. This is publicly available data. Uh, however, uh, when you're Elon Musk, it does create a security risk. There's been many times where he's like literally walking out of an airport and there's a bunch of people there waiting for him. That is a safety concern. So, I mean, I think, you know, it should be, and I think he did the right decision. He unbanned him later and just said, you got to give a 24 hour delay. I think that's a fine medium. Um, I think it's, I don't know if I would call it doxing, but it is certainly is a safety concern. Um, because, you know, well, now look at what happened. So um, there was a guy who is dressed like uh, the super soldiers, black shirt, black mask, uh, following his son, um, who apparently stalked his son. Uh, who knows if this person got data on where Elon Musk was using these Twitter accounts? I don't know. Um, and Elon released some footage last night about who this individual was. And the responses from Twitter were just absolutely exactly as terrible as you would expect. Um, people like justifying it and people uh, laughing about it. And this is like the dude's kid, you know? Um, it's absolutely insane that uh, anyone would, you know, think that that's, you know, like you got to have a line where we put, you know, we kind of put things aside a little bit, right? Um, but not to the left, not to the tolerant left. Elon Musk posts this picture. It says, anyone recognize this person or car? I don't remember what the actual initial tweet was anymore, but he tweeted out, last night, a car carrying my son uh, in LA was followed by a crazy stalker thinking it was me who later blocked the car from moving and climbed onto the hood. Legal action is being taken against Sweeney and organizations who supported harm to my family. I don't know what Sweeney is. Is it paparazzi or something like that? Um, you know, I think, you know, you see Tom Fitton targeting Elon Musk and family after the Biden White House suggests he's dangerous for criticizing a government official. Um, you know, I, I think it's scary stuff. And if you look at this video, it's very short, but anyone recognize this person or car? Yeah, What's pretty sure. Name? Gotcha. What's your name? I'm assuming this is security. Got his license plate. 
Uh, that's probably going to be helpful. I'm assuming he's already been located. Um, that's insane. I mean, what could, that had to be absolutely terrifying for that kid. Um, you see Hodgman. So can we blame the crazed leftists who post threats and dangerous rhetoric? Of course not. They're silent when somebody from their team attacks their other side. Like, I, I don't even, it's his son. You know, it's absolutely disgusting. Um, unacceptable. And the fact that it wasn't universally disavowed um, by uh, even his most fervent, you know, uh, critics seems insane to me. A lot of the quote tweets are just, you know, well, that's what you get. You know, like, I, I mean, I think, you know, a mass stalker blocked in and jumped on the hood of the car carrying Elon Musk's sons. But don't worry, son, but don't worry. The media will ignore this story and continue to peddle the same narrative about Elon that put his son at risk from this lunatic in the first place. He has no claim against Jack Sweeney and a billionaire threatening a college student is a bad look. What? I don't care how much money I have. If you like, okay, I don't have kids, but like if you do, if you, if I, if you make my dog feel unsafe or something like, you know I mean? It's not the same, I guess like uh, exactly the same. Oh, look at that. The coffee, <laughs> the coffee thing is working. I didn't even have it open. Um, I didn't think I had it open. It must be open in a different window. These are people buying coffee right now. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, it, it, the fact that these lunatics are defending this, I don't care how much money the guys have. That's his son. It's insane. And, and you see this um, here article breaking. This is in the post-millennial. Elon must release video footage of a man who allegedly stalked and went after his car in which his young son was riding. Quote, anyone recognize this, this person or car? He tweeted alongside a video showing a masked man inside of a car. The individual in the recording can be heard on holding up his phone. The video shows a license plate number reading whatever. Yep, pretty sure a voice can be heard saying over the recording. Musk revealed earlier on Wednesday that the car his son X was riding in had been trailed by a crazy stalker on Tuesday night, leading to an announcement by Musk that accounts on Twitter that docks a person's real-time location would be suspended from the platform entirely. By the way, no problem with that. Like, 110%, no problem whatsoever with that. It was believed that whoever was in the car, following the car, thought Musk was inside. So, okay, so <laughs> they wanted to attack Elon Musk? So maybe that's what it seems like? That's insane. And you see, like, <clears throat> you know, any account doxing real-time location of anyone will be suspended as it is a physical safety violation. This includes posting links to sites with real-time location. Alex says, thank you for the clarification. What would be a good standard for slightly delayed? And it thinks of 24 hours. Sweeney, of course, refers to Jack Sweeney, who ran the Elon Jet. Oh, that's who it is. Okay. Who ran the Elon Jet account uh, and Trump Jet's accounts that tracked the locations of Musk and Trump's private jets. Well, you know, I don't know if you can necessarily blame that kid. Like, I, I guess I can't say for sure that you can blame that kid, but uh, certainly I would, be, I would be understanding that, you know, this is the kind of stuff, like, when I say, like, when you say, like, you see Teslanomics, I repeat, Elon needs absolute strongest, toughest security that human on earth can get. This is no joke at Elon Musk. The power of Twitter is being showcased with this one post. 
In a matter of seconds, the world is now looking for this man. Suggestions are welcome. Uh, and then Steven shows the Terminator one. Yeah, shout out to Steven. Get your grift on. Steven voiceover is my editor. Uh, he does. If there's a voice, if there's an intro that there's voiceover on, it's it's Steven. Um, it's it's absolutely nuts. Um, you know, if this was in a different state, probably uh, maybe ends differently. I mean, the dude. Why is a dude wearing a sock on his hands? Is it is would it be to cover up fingerprints? Perhaps you know what I mean. Like, you know, you see, he bought the car from Lomi Linda Hyundai has a temporary plate on it, which suggests the car was purchased in the last forty five days. Should be easy to find starting there. I'm sure they're going to find him. I'm sure if I go through these threads, they already found found him. I mean, I I think that Elon doesn't really fully understand, you know, like what this what him taking over twitter him threatening the machine so to speak um means it's absolutely just unacceptable behavior from some unhinged leftists almost certainly again their actions i'm not going to say tweets made him do it they he got in that car he stalked him jumped on the hood like an absolute lunatic i'm glad that the kid's safe who knows you know who knows what if that person was armed who knows you know, like, I, who knows how that turns out? Absolute lunatics. He can't move that headquarters out of San Francisco fast enough. I can tell you that right now. I'm glad they're safe. I hope you enjoyed this video. I'm not doing Christmas today because I'm absolutely exhausted. If you saw my first video, you know why. I'll make it up. I'll do double tomorrow. Um, make sure you leave a like on this video. If you haven't yet, please do subscribe in the comment section down below. Uh, right below the video, I'm sorry. And we'll talk to you again real soon.